This is the State of Things broadcasting from the American Tobacco Historic District. I'm Anita Rao. The Asheville City Council voted last night to remove the final Confederate marker from the city's community square. The 65-foot Vance Monument commemorates former North Carolina Governor Zebulon Vance. He was a Confederate soldier and a U.S. senator who opposed rights for Black Americans during Reconstruction. A task force created by the city council and the Buncombe County commissioners both recommended the monument's removal in November. The city council's vote was a key moment in a long debate about the monument, but many questions still remain. Matt Bush is the news director for Blue Ridge Public Radio and has been reporting on this story for years. Hey, Matt, welcome back. Thank you, Anita. So we are going to start with um, a cut from the city council's meeting last night. It was a virtual meeting held in part to vote on the task force recommendation to remove the monument. Let's listen to council member Antoinette Mosley's motion. Madam Mayor, as um, the descendant of those enslaved in this area and very likely auctioned off at that very spot, it was with great pride that I move that we accept the task force recommendation. So, Matt, you virtually attended this council meeting. You heard that live. And this meeting came just one day after the Buncombe County commissioners unanimously accepted a recommendation from the Vance Monument Task Force to remove the monument. So tell me a bit more about the Asheville City Council's discussion last night and what else you heard around the considerations uh, to vote to remove the monument. So there's just a lot of questions that still remain about taking this monument out, but you heard Councilwoman uh, Mosley's remarks there making the motion. Uh, Some of the other people that were on uh, the meeting last night included the members of the task force that came up with the recommendation, and Orlean Simmons, who was the chair of the task force, was really moved to tears by Councilwoman Mosley's motion uh, to come in this. This has just been discussed, uh, you know, really all year. Um, I've been here four years. There's been discussions about what to do with the future of the Vance Monument, but it really, um, the momentum to get to to move it, uh, really took off, uh, really was renewed in um, in the summer after the protests uh, following the killing of George Floyd. And there was a group of black activists in Asheville who called for uh, many, uh, many different uh, demands from the city council. They included removing the three marker, the three Confederate monuments in Pack Square. Two are already gone. Pa- the Vance Monument is left. I think a lot of people, at least what council was worried about last night, because it is so large, there was concerns about costs of how much it will cost to move it, and then where it goes, because there is a state law that mandates um, monuments that are removed be moved to areas of similar prominence, though that law did not, in at least city councils and the county commissioner's uh, estimation, did not um, cover the two monuments that have already been moved. So this one is left. There's a lot of discussions about how physically it's going to be moved. It's very, very large. Um, One of, if not the largest Confederate monument that has been removed in recent years. So I think there's a lot of discussions about that and how much it's going to cost. There was also discussions last night of getting some money from places like the Mellon Foundation to help them move the monument. So the last night's vote and the vote the day before, they came after there was this task force that came together and they were considering whether or not the monument should be removed, whether it should be recontextualized um, and stay in place, um, or whether something else should be done altogether. What led them to decide ultimately that it should be removed from Pack Square? 
the task force created by the commissioners and the city council after this group of black activists earlier in the summer demanded the removal, basically it came down to there was discussions about keeping it there and recontextualizing it in some way, which would have meant taking Zebulon Vance's name off of it and putting some additional you know, historical markers. There was also even talk of painting it different colors and all that. But in the end, it was 11 to 1 to remove it, and the task force members were pretty clear in saying there's no way to remove the intent of why this monument was put up in 1898. There is no way to remove the intent of why it was put up and when it was put up and for who it was put up. Even if it's recontextualized, everyone's going to know why it was put there. And it seemed to be that was what really drove everyone, was that there was no way to change why the monument was created in the first place, even if the name was changed or even if it looked uh, different in some way. Remind us a bit more about who Zebulon Vance is. You've been reporting on him and his history for a while. He was a North Carolina governor twice, once during the Civil War, once after, also served in the U.S. House and Senate, so had a pretty substantial political career in the state but um, is a very, very controversial figure. He and his family owned slaves. Tell us a bit more about his narrative and the way that that narrative is commemorated through this monument. So sure, the monument was created uh, here in Asheville. He was born outside of Asheville near Weaverville, and uh, his political base was really in the western part of the state. And as you said, he was governor twice and then became a U.S. senator during the Reconstruction period, and he served as a U.S. senator until his death in 1894. And he fought very uh, bitterly, very vehemently against granting full civil rights to black Americans in the following years after the Civil War during the Reconstruction period. Uh, he was known as a very uh, strong speaker, and his his speeches were you know, really motivating to people who were fighting against granting full civil rights to black Americans. So he is viewed in that way. Um, now, but he is a very powerful figure in North Carolina history. Um, it's not just that he is commemorated with the Vance Monument here. His birthplace is outside of Asheville. That is a state uh, historical uh, park. And there are monuments and busts and statues to him at the state capitol in Raleigh and in Statutory Hall in the U.S. Capitol. He's one of the more prominent figures in North Carolina politics. So you mentioned earlier that the city has removed two other Confederate markers downtown. Those were easier to move um, because they were privately owned. This one was owned by the city, which means it falls under this 2015 North Carolina law that requires monuments on public grounds to only be removed if they're moved to an area of similar prominence. So that poses a lot of questions for the city council to figure out where this monument would go. Where are some of the places they're considering relocating it to? They have not said anything publicly where they might move it to. I think now that the task force's recommendation has been accepted by both governments that created it, um, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk. And I think there was maybe an expectation going into this week after the task force moved so quickly uh, in its work. It only took a few months in its work to give the recommendation to remove the monument that, you know, the removal of the monument might go as fast. But it seemed really listening to the city council last night and the mayor, Esther Manheimer, saying that, you know, the city manager will now work with the county manager on determining what to do. But there's a lot of logistics that still have to go, and it doesn't sound like they have an idea where it might go uh, next. And um, that has to be figured out. So it really now seems it's going to be months rather than weeks to find out what happens eventually to this monument. So we know that you mentioned cost and cost is is an important part of the calculation for the city council members. How about public input? They've been inviting public input throughout this time. What is the public saying? What do they want the city council to do? 
almost exclusively the public has said they, at least those are speaking, want the monument removed. And that was similar through the task forces, um, it's similar through the task forces deliberations and its um, eventual recommendation. And that has also been the case during the public comment periods during city council and county commissioners meetings. This has mostly been a city council issue as they um, sort of have the final say on this, but most of it has been pretty much to remove the monument. In addition to covering this, you are also covering the reaction to Governor Roy Cooper's modified stay-at-home order. He announced yesterday a new executive order that states everyone must stay home between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Alcohol sales must stop at 9 p.m. This goes into effect on Friday, lasts at least through January 8th. What kind of reaction are you hearing in Asheville to this new order? Well, in Asheville, they'd kind of, um, at least Asheville and Buncombe County, and in a previous press conference, the governor actually lauded what the city of Asheville and Buncombe County were doing uh, here, but this is just one part of western North Carolina. Um, There had been some welcoming, I think, from some of the, at least in this area, at least from some of the leaders in Asheville and Buncombe County to this, as they have been one of the places that have been a bit more proactive in trying to enforce the mask mandates that the governor, uh, one of his prior executive orders, allowed local governments to be a little more forceful in enforcing uh, the mask mandates. This week, they did say they have actually not found anyone who has been grossly uh, out of I've not had to find anybody I guess essentially for not being in viol- for being in violation of the mask mandates but it still has not stopped the fact Buncombe County has seen record daily increases in cases uh, this week multiple days and we've seen the same in some of the rural counties uh, as well and in fact uh, the new updates on the statewide county alert system yesterday showed six counties now in western North Carolina in the red at critical stage Buncombe County is not one of them but there are now six Cherokee, Jackson, Haywood, Swain, Madison, and Yancey counties. Well, yeah, we've been talking a lot on the show in the past few weeks about the spread in rural areas and the challenges of navigating um, the spread and, and the strain that it's putting on hospitals. What have you been hearing from your reporters who are covering uh, the impact in rural areas in the western part of the state? In particular, in Jackson and Haywood counties, which have seen some pretty strong numbers as well, uh, daily increases, they're having um, multiple outbreak, outbreaks at multiple nursing facilities and long-term care facilities. Haywood County has had uh, outbreaks in five over the last month. Jackson County has had outbreaks in three. Those are counties also seeing daily record increases in cases. You know, this is one of the many, many issues that really exist out here is that there are hospitals in these uh, in these areas, but they're pretty small and they don't have the ICU beds. Many of these people end up in uh, admission hospital here in Nashville, where I am, uh, because that is the largest hospital system or the largest hospital within the system in the area. So a lot of people are ending up here, but we also heard, I was watching the county commissioner's meeting on Monday, that a lot of people from out of state are ending up at Mission Hospital as well, from mm. particularly from eastern Tennessee. So we'll see where that goes right now. We've been checking the, you know, the data that NPR put out this morning about, you know, our hospital system is getting overwhelmed in certain areas. And right now it shows that that is not the case in Buncombe County. But at the same time, that doesn't take into staffing levels and uh, the stress that people are under in, in those hospital systems. Wonderful. Well, we will stay tuned to your reporting on both this as well as the future of the Vance Monument. Matt Bush is the news director at Blue Ridge Public Radio. Thanks so much, Matt. Thank you, Anita, for everything. You're listening to The State of Things from North Carolina Public Radio, a broadcast service of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill.